Well, hey, everyone. My name is Stephen Sargent, and I'm the host of this podcast, Church Stories, where we explore and share stories from different ministries and churches all over New England. I am so excited about this episode as we are jumping up to Rutland, Vermont, to hear the church planting story of Tim and Danielle Owens and what God is doing up there right now, even during this season of shutdowns. Many of us think of Vermont as the fun place to go skiing or go on vacation. Meanwhile, God is up to something very special through the church planting movement up there, and I just wanted to let Tim share a little bit about it. So let's get him on the line here. Well, okay, I think we are good to go. I am on the phone with Tim Owens. Tim, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You say hi to everybody? What's up, everybody? (laughs) You're going to hear in Tim's voice quickly that he is not a native New Englander, just like me. And (laughs) we're going to get into that in just a moment. Um, But let me just share Tim, uh, former BCNE president. So some of you may recognize his name. Um, He is also uh, uh, working with NAM as a church planting catalyst. And Tim, can you just take a minute or two and tell us about your church in Vermont, where it's located, what's the community like? Yeah. Um, so thanks for letting me be on today, man. I'm just so honored and blessed and want to encourage whoever. And man, I'm encouraged by just hanging out with you. Yeah. Um, we're uh, we're uh, in Rutland, Vermont, which is uh, central Vermont, um, right? Um, not far from the New York, upstate New York border um, here in uh, Vermont. And um, we uh, planted five years ago, City Church. Uh, it was Rutland City at the time we planted, but uh, about three years ago, we went multi-site, changed the name, started a campus. I did all that, and um, and now uh, we have another campus that's in Bennington, Vermont, so it's about an hour south of our camp, our, our, our location in Rutland, and so that's who we are, man, that's and awesome. we're, uh, we're, we're loving Vermont. Yeah, well, and take us back. You obviously, um, you said you moved up here, so you were you grew up in or you came from North Carolina um right you're down there tell us a little bit about the transition what were you doing down there what caused you to feel compelled to move from North Carolina to Vermont a move that very few people have ever made yeah so I've been in ministry this year will be 28 years okay um I uh I came to know Christ in 1992 and then three or four months later I ended up um answering God's call to ministry and uh, was a student pastor and so what I'm saying a lot is I spent a bulk of my ministry in North Carolina I was raised in North Carolina mountains of North Carolina like the western North Carolina mountains the Smoky Mountains um, and uh, worked in most of my ministry middle leadership traditionally uh, you know existing churches didn't know anything about church planting or anything that even, I never even had heard of it, didn't even know what church planting was. I mean, I, you know, just a young believer, and then even growing up in, 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 in ministry, didn't hear people talk about it a lot, and um, I guess it was about 10, 12 years ago, I started hearing about, actually, it's probably about 15 years ago, I went to an international mission board conference, and uh, uh, they talked about church planting, and then all of a sudden, man, I like fell out like couldn't control my emotions i was just overwhelmed by this idea of church planting. Wow. remember i filled out a card and said uh they had this card that said hey are you interested in being a church planter and i filled it out thinking if my pastor finds out he's gonna fire me oh my <laughs> gosh i can't let him know and uh 
went home from there and ended up, long story short, ended up being on staff at a church plant at the end of their first year for six years. And wow. it was in that season that God birthed a passion in my heart for multiplication and specifically for church planting. And wow. so uh, three, uh, five years ago, that church finally was in a place where they were ready to plant. And uh, they ended up, um, we had brought our, we had started coming to Vermont every six months, bringing a mission team. So twice a year, I'd bring a mission team to work with church planters in Vermont. Okay. And uh, long story short, man, God birthed in my heart a passion to come and start um, be a part of the movement of God. I think that's mm. going on in new England. Yes. And, um, and uh, they sent us up here. We, we half my small group moved here with us. How many? 13 total with the kids and wow. sold our houses, quit our jobs and moved here and started it in my living room. That just, doesn't that just blow you away when you, when you recount the fact that God did that in your life, but then just not, he just showed off when he decided to also send some other families with you that, that, yeah. that may not have been on their radar before at all. And that happened with us too, Tim. Like we had a few families from our church that, um, that one family moved with us. I'd never met them until like our first vision meeting where we talked about it mm. and um, they're still up here. It's awesome. It's cool how God does. Yeah. That. It, it freaks me out that he even used me much less oh, brought yes. somebody else to come with me. You know what I mean? It's like, and these folks, man, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Folks will only understand this if you've encountered it. So you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the most special people in my life, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, matter of fact, the one couple that is really close buying a house just recently and they live right across the street from us. Wow. So it's really cool. So the that people who so moved cool. here with us now we live, directly across the street from each other. It's been That's fun. That's special, man. Well, and so your story yeah. is similar to mine and a few other church planters I know where you started out in a church and this is for all churches that are listening in that are, you know, they may have never planted a church before, but they're a partner church. You know, they're helping other yeah. church planters. That's what our church was where we, you know, a lot of Baptist churches in the country, very mission focused in that they're given to cooperative program, and there, a lot of them are even going a little bit beyond that and saying, hey, we want to come alongside a few church planters and just be there for them. But, and I always yeah. say, like, be careful what you wish for, because when you start, the more involved you get in church planting, it's going to suck you in. Like, it's hard to just yeah. go up to New England for twice a year and then leave. Like, God, you know, you leave a little bit of your heart when you, when you fly back yeah. to the South, right? Well, I, I told a pastor yesterday, I was talking to a pastor in North Carolina planting and they're going to start doing revitalization and planting um oh. and i uh, i told him i said here's the thing man you're going to see a couple things you're going to see a passion that's going to start in your heart that you've never had before yeah. and then second of all you are going to be blown away at how the hand of the favor of god's going to rest on your church because now you are you are doing what god like it's the heartbeat of the father is for us to multiply the church and reach yeah. people who are far from god and um you know, it's back in the day, I used to work with a guy named Doug Fieldsum on some things. Yes. And one of the things he used to tell us, yeah, yeah, man. He used to tell us all the time. He would say, listen, I'm not trying to tell you that this purpose-driven stuff's the, the only way, but I'm telling you it's a biblical way. And when we do the things that God asks us to do, they bless and honor and they glorify God. And when yeah. we bless and honor and glorify God, his hand of favor rests on it. That's and, um, and so the idea is, man, the moment that we step into planting and being on mission this way, it's hand of favor rests on it. And you just get excited because now you think about, well, what we did here, well, man, we could go over and help them do that over there. Yeah. We can go over here and do that over there. And it's yeah, like, contagious. man, 
And then the Lord keeps bringing people. He's bringing people <laughs> and that do awesome? that with. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's so. awesome too. Cause you know, you said you've been in ministry almost 30 years and I, I imagine when you started out, the conversations of church planting were totally different than they are now. And it's becoming so much more common for churches to really start pursuing that, not just as we're going to give to, but we're going to be actively involved in making this happen and birthing new churches. It's exciting to see, isn't it? I mean, it's I all- didn't even know how to even talk about it back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it was almost like talking about something. It was almost like, you know, I, the, the idea was we'll grow our church yeah. to whatever capacity the Lord will allow. But man, there's not even a thought about thinking about doing so. It was so different. Now today, it's like we're hiring people to help catalyst this thing and and expedite this thing. And now we've got cohorts. And it's crazy today that we've got like strategy and plan. Like we're planning on trying to figure out how to plant something in the midst of this thing. You know, start something right in the midst of this thing. So you're right. I think it used to be for a lot of churches almost like a threat to the vision. Um, is has been normalized and celebrated and it's become something that is now a huge part of the vision and um, yeah our, both of our stories are a part of that so let, let me take it to present day where obviously you, some people will listen to this months down the road but they're never going to forget this season of ministry um, like as we're in the shutdown season with COVID-19 um, what's a new ministry opportunity that you have seen surface in your own community in Mission City Church in Rutland since all of the shutdowns went into place about a month ago. Yeah. I love the way you spun that. Cause here's the thing. Here's the thing I would say. I had a guy the other day, I was on a call and he, uh, I feel so stuck. I feel like we got to get back out there and get at it. And the first thing I would say is there are no, there's not a believer that I know that is literally stuck in this season. We are more the church and more on mission today than we've ever stinking been. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and 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 the idea of believing that we're stuck right now is is crazy. Actually, yes. this is the most one of the most innovative seasons I've ever been a part of. Yes. And so I would say there is a, a few things. I would say that this has been an amazing season to shift shepherding. So what I mean by that is mm. I have the opportunity today to raise up leaders who have maybe been amazing potential shepherds in our mission. Now we've been able to expedite them. It literally is, I'm, I'm leading leaders and they're shepherding people. And it's unbelievable at a greater rate than we've ever done um, before. So it's been really cool. Man, that's awesome. That is so cool. Do you, uh, do you see anything that you're doing new here that you're going to keep doing? Um, like, I think there's, we've seen a ton of new ideas we've said that we wouldn't have done if not for being obligated to, that we're like, why weren't we doing this before? Like, even when these bans are lifted, we're just yeah. doing this because it's reaching new people. Are you seeing some of those ideas too? Absolutely. So I would say this. I would say the magnitude of what we're doing, video and media and tech, yeah. is gonna. It's here to stay. It's not going away. That's like awesome. we were doing it before, but like the way we're doing it today, it's only going to grow better. As a matter of fact, we're already having conversations about immediately launching an online campus with a campus online campus pastor. The whole yeah. deal. We understand that tech and media is, is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And we understand we've already probably reached another couple hundred people at, at least yeah. through, through this season. Um, we already know Barnes did a research. 60% of the people in America that they researched said they were uninvitable to church. So that means they're never going to come to our building. So now they've decided to show up to our online building. And yeah. what are we going to do with them? 
how we're going to minister, how we're going to disciple, how we're going to get them in community. Um, and we're having those conversations of, we believe that we can do both and. Here's the problem. I was just telling this to a church planter earlier. The problem is for so long, we felt like that it doesn't count unless they're sitting in the building hearing me preach uh, physically in the building. Hmm. But the fact of the matter is, if I decide to choose that way of thinking, then that at some level makes it think that I have something to really do with this thing. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like That's at the end of the day, true. it doesn't matter if I preach it on the radio or if I preach it over the telephone or if I preach it on, on, on a video. It, listen, the, the only part that I have to play in this is I am called to proclaim the gospel, whether it be through any of those means. And, and, and the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that draws people to the Father. That is and, so so at the end of the, and so at the end of the day, here's the thing, man. Let's just say whatever it takes, we've got to get after it and, and now not shrink back. Um, we were listening to a, a, a podcast or a, or a webinar, So Good by Oksana. And one of the things they said is, we don't need to go back to normal. We need to find, we need to find our new normalcy. Yeah. And our normalcy is going to be, you know what? Here's the thing, man. If it's online, if it's micro, if it's in the building, we've got this rare opportunity to now do a tackle box approach and say, we're not going to stop anything we're doing. We're only going to get better at it because now we've found out we can reach even more people who are far from God if we'll just sit back and let the Holy Spirit show us that there's probably a way better way to do it than what we can create in our own minds. Man, that is, I just, what I'm going to do is just repeat what you just said. The point that I think everybody needs to hear is what are we counting and like what, what really matters and what we're counting, because I think you're absolutely right. I think there's some people now that are seeing these huge numbers of online engagement. And we know that there is an artificial element to it in that it's hard for right. sometimes to track who's somebody that's half watching, who's somebody that's watching for five minutes. We know that, but we do know that there's a, there's a large population of people right now um, on almost every church planter I've talked to that is seeing a, a new population and a large population of people that are watching that weren't before. And we need to know that we are counting that person just as much as we did if they came yes. into the building because they're hearing truth. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's nothing magical about our building that makes it any more meaningful than if they're hearing it on a screen at home. So I think you're absolutely Hey, listen, if, if Paul would have had the World Wide Web back in the day, he would have used it. Oh, you're right. There's it, no doubt about it. Yes. You know what I mean? It's no doubt about it. Yeah. I told our people last week, I said, I told our church I was preaching, I said, here's the deal, remember this. Paul wrote half the New Testament from a jail cell chained to a guard. I know that God can take our his message from our living room and reach the world. Yeah. That's so good, Tim, because I think some people are, are are playing with that right now. I'm trying to figure out what does it mean for them. I know for us at Grace Church, we're three locations and what we've said is moving forward. We're going to start, we, we've had Facebook Live for a while, and I think we've actually done it pretty well, but we've treated mm -hmm. it as kind of a supplement to our in-person experience instead of as its own location. And I think we've said that this shift has really given us the confidence that, that it's a direction we've talked about for a little while, but it's shown us the value in treating it like its own location because even when we open the doors again and we're able to meet in person, there is a population of people that are gonna keep watching online and we need to learn to minister to them from virtual and afar. Yep. So that is so, so good. I think there's some people here that 
You and I both have a lot of friends in ministry that the first online service they ever did was a month ago. And they're just viewed as I'm just trying to get through. I'm just trying to get through. I think we need to challenge that narrative towards no, don't ever stop doing this again. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Go away from that. I'm just going to try to get through to, I'm just going to get better at this. Absolutely. We're going to get more effective at it. Cause here's the thing, man, here's the thing that I think is so important. We, this is very work of God in this season. Some of the other day was complaining that, that president Trump put us in quarantine and I stopped and I was like, listen, bro, listen, if we believe that God is sovereign, the president didn't put us here. The Holy spirit did. Yeah. You know what I mean? God led us in a season that we're right where he wants us to be. And part of it is so that some of us, probably all of us, things that we stood against a month ago are now things God's saying, I want you to use. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of us a month ago were against, you know, any kind of online video. Now guys are like, man, I don't want to quit doing this. Yes. I just saw my neighbor show up to watch our service and he told me he would never come to our church. Isn't that amazing? So yeah, it's good. It's like, it's exactly what we kind of started out this conversation saying it's with the church planting that once you dip your toe in the water, you realize what you've really been missing out on in ministry. I think that, I think that is happening for some of our friends that are watching virtually and we don't know their names yet, but they're dipping their toe in the water. And for a lot of them, this past month is the first time they watched a church service, maybe in a decade or more. And I think that that's, that's awesome. So let me wrap this up because, man, this is so good. It's so fun talking to you. You remind me, like listening to you, it reminds me. Have you ever, have you ever heard Terry Bradshaw like in an interview before? I haven't. I haven't. You, you are him. Okay. he's <laughs> Dude, you are Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> he's a Louisiana Cajun boy. And, man, it's so fun. Hey, listen, talk. just let me tell you this. I can't throw a football. Just, no, I, I just can't throw a football. That's... I would assume that, yeah, Terry Bradshaw is a great. So it's not, but, dude. That's you, man. Um, let me let me give you a chance. Just you can be as general or as specific as you want here. What is one piece of advice that you would give to other Christ followers that are listening in in New England right now? Yeah, this is something I the Lord gave me. I shared this on another uh, podcast I was doing, and I feel like immediately when I masked it, it's what the Lord reminds me of. Is if you're a pastor right now, I want you to remember this: no one loves your church more than Jesus. Mm. No one loves your church more than Jesus. He died for your church. So no one loves your church more than Jesus. And if you're a believer, I want you to remember this. No one loves you more than God. Hmm. And I say the, the, those that way because, you know, we know that, that we are the bride of Christ. And we also know that as believers in Jesus, God loved us so much that he gave himself son for us. No one loves us. So in the midst of all of this season and the craziness and the frustration and the, and the whatever, the fears, the worries, all those things that are normal, but not necessity for us to stay there. Just remember, man, no one loves our church more than Jesus. It's his bride. Yeah. I think it was your pastor. I heard you say this. It's his bride. I've got my place. But at the end of the day, he has to take care of his bride. Mm. Man, he loves them and he wants them to proclaim this message that he's given us and this mission yeah. of reconciliation to the world. And so, man, I, I know that doesn't sound like, you know, go do this next week or whatever. But like at the end of the day, when it really matters, when we're sitting at home and we're really worrying because maybe this wasn't like we wanted it to be or whatever. Hey, no one loves you personally as a believer more than God because he gave his son for you. And no one loves you any more than Jesus as the church because he died for us, man. That's and so, so there's just peace in that to me yeah. in my season in this life, uh, you know, my life is what brings me a lot of comfort. That's awesome, man. 
thank you for sharing that, Tim. Um, hey, what's, what's one thing that uh, we can do right now to be praying for your family and Mission City Church? Yeah, um, that's another question I get asked a lot. And here's the thing, man. I think this is the one thing that God keeps reminding me. Just pray that God's wisdom will be all over yeah. me, um, our staff, because we're having to make a lot of decisions on the fly. And, uh, man, I just want to make sure I'm making decisions that honor God and that help us advance the message and the mission of this, of this thing. And then as a dad, you know, my son just graduated high or just finished high school in this season, you know, practical. And, uh, we're, we were already talking about college and now what does that look like? And, you know, um, he's, you know, both of my boys are being raised up in the young men who they all, they both serve in our church and, or one of them's on staff at our church. And so, I just want to be, I just want to be a good dad and, and have wisdom on when to shut all this off and go throw ball or have a fire pit in the backyard. And just, I just need wisdom. Cause I, I'll, uh, I'll make some dumb decisions during this time. If I don't watch it, yeah. probably will, even if I need, if I got wisdom, but, but I just need to, I just want wisdom, man. I just want wisdom. That's awesome. Well, tell you what, why don't we close by, can I just pray for your family, for your church family? And let's just pray for Vermont together. I think that'd be special. Amen. Let's Amen. Go ahead, brother. Uh, dear Lord, thank you, God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for bringing this virus in a time where we have technology, God. We know that, that you, you aren't necessarily the cause of this, but you are the one that allows these things to happen. Um, and, and a huge part of it is we are seeing hundreds and thousands and, and globally millions of lives who are looking to you um, in a way that they haven't before. And we're a little too distracted before God. So I just pause and thank you of how you're using this, God. If, if me and, and my family, if, if us having to go through a time of inconvenience um, and sacrificing our own comfort and sacrificing uh, financially and sacrificing um, the different things that we're going to in order that you might reach more people in this time, then bring it on, God. Give us the strength and the courage to move forward with that posture, God, just as you modeled for us, God. I, I thank you for Tim. I pray that uh, you can give him first and foremost, um, just margin um, and, and wisdom to lead his family well. God, that you will keep he and Danielle close in their marriage. God, that they will be able to lead their kids, especially in a season like this that they'll never forget um, as they look towards future decisions. God, help them to stay united and close and strong. Um, give them clarity on the best next steps to reach their community and help the people around them and their local needs. And God, we just, we lift that prayer um, to an even higher level of, of praying for the state of Vermont and the different church planters, the different Christ followers, the different new churches and old churches that are all over that state, God. Um, God, how thankful I am to be a part of your movement up here. And I just want to pray for my brothers and sisters that are scattered all over that state doing exactly what Tim and his team are doing and just trying to help and encourage and meet local needs and point people to you, God. Work through those churches. We thank you for the privilege of knowing you and the hope that you give us even during these hard times. God, we pray this in your name. Amen. 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 This has been great. I appreciate your time, Tim. It means a lot. Well, thank you, bro. It's been a good time, man. And I just love, uh, love being able to hang out and talk about and discuss the things that are just really good in, in, in our area, man, even in this crazy season. So thanks. Yeah, man. Thank you. Well, awesome conversation with Tim, uh, just being able to hear what God is doing. Doesn't he just have a contagious spirit 
and I love, I just love hearing him talk. He, he's a character and loves, loves Jesus. And God is using his team in such a cool way uh, in Vermont right now. The two things I just wanted to circle back to as just reminders as we close out this podcast um, is uh, he talked about shift shepherding and, and the idea that the role of a shepherd is changing. And we have to be okay with that, that we shouldn't continue to look backwards and say, can we just go back to what we are doing? Um, there are a lot of things we're going to be able to go right back to. But I think this is also a time for us to say, what can we do to get better? And, and sometimes this season can be a time of uh, self-evaluation and just looking at a new way to do something we've always done a certain way. Um, so I love that, uh, that challenge there with shepherding. Uh, the, the next one he said is, um, is counting the right things. So the people that are tuning in and watching your services online, we know it's a different kind of connection, but if they're hearing truth and if they're engaging with a church family, um, even if it's virtually, man, that's a connection that wasn't being made if they didn't log on. So we absolutely should track it and celebrate that and do everything we can to make that a meaningful connection for the people tuning in. Um, so I, it's awesome hearing from Tim and hearing what God's doing up in Vermont. I love to go there for vacation, but now I'm even more excited to go back there just to hear and see what God is doing um, in and through the churches up there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and making this podcast a reality. I'm so excited that it's moving forward and that we're able to talk to different people all over New England. Um, if this is something that you thought was, was special just to hear what God is doing in Vermont, or you have a friend in Vermont, or you have a friend that just came to mind that would like to hear it, share it along. Um, we, we want people to hear the stories because God is on the move. And sometimes it's in small, quiet zip codes that we don't hear a whole lot about. So the goal of this podcast is just to put a spotlight on those. Thank you for tuning in. Stay safe. We're going to get through this. God bless you guys.